What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. everyone to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. This is kind of a special episode because I'm going to be chronicling, is that a word? Chronicling? Um, <laughs> my BravoCon adventure for y'all. Um, I met a lot of great people there. I met a lot of new uh, friends I'd like to call and um, and I, you know, welcome anybody to this podcast who's listening for the first time. It's um, great to have you here. Um, but this is going to be a special episode because I'm going to be diving into my entire experience at BravoCon from start to finish. And um, I hope you will. Um, <laughs> I hope you will allow me the chance to tell you guys everything that happened without sounding too much of a like a storyteller. Um, but it very much was a fever dream for me. I still cannot believe it even happened. I can't believe that I went, that I'm sitting back here at home, and that I experienced it all. I think it's just, um, it's all been a very much of a whirlwind. So, um, yeah. Uh, and so without further ado, let me start off the with the day I left. <laughs> By the way, full disclosure, this is the first time I have ever done a podcast episode that I have 100% not planned, so if I begin to rant a little bit, or if I can't remember my thoughts at some times, please bear with me, and um, <laughs> it's all for the journey. Um, I have not planned this episode at all, so I'm just telling you guys, as I would tell anybody who asked me, how was your experience at BravoCon? So if you're wondering um, how expensive of a trip this was, um, I will lay this all out for you and I'll be 100% honest with you guys. So um, I was traveling from the Bay Area of California. I booked a red-eye flight um, on Thursday night here in California and arrived in New York City on Friday morning at 6.30 a.m. right before BravoCon, which began at VIP was 9 o'clock, was the beginning of the convention. So um, I did not get any sleep on the plane. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was probably a combination of I, you know, was just so excited to go to BravoCon, but then also I'm not really a big sleeper on planes to begin with. So I did try to take some sleeping pills to no avail, and um, I maybe got a good one hour, two hours of sleep during that six hour or five hour plane ride, however long it was. So it was, you know... I was pretty much running on adrenaline the whole time I was there for the first day, and I didn't really crash until later that night. My flight actually wasn't that bad. I mean, I think I all around paid four fifty round trip, which to me is not bad traveling from California to New York. I don't know if some people would consider that expensive, but I'm used to getting really cheap flights to go to LA or Vegas or somewhere close by. And when I say cheap flights, I mean I can get, you know, a flight down to L.A. and back for sometimes $100 or maybe sometimes less. And so um, I think 450 was a pretty good deal considering um, the experience that I had on the plane. I actually was able to book a seat where um, the seat reclined really far back, which was really nice. It was technically considered like a premium economy, if you will. So I had that on the way there and the way back. And the way back was fine because... You know, I, I was awake the whole time. But on the way there, I was trying to get some sleep. Obviously, that didn't work out. Anyways, the flight was around 450 with tax. So I would say that overall, I was happy with that price. I thought it wasn't too bad. And it definitely wasn't my major expense of the trip. Now, my BravoCon ticket was 800 And I purchased the VIP from a friend of mine. Shout out to Brooke. And... Um, I know there was different tiers that you could have paid for, and I will tell you that, and I'll get into this later, but there was general admission VIP and super VIP or SVIP. Um, if I did return, I definitely think I would purchase the SVIP. Um, the price difference from the VIP, it's about either 900 or 2200 And the 2200 will definitely get you mostly everything that you want to do, or I, I would say pretty much everything you want to do. And the VIP gets you mostly everything you want to do. Uh, the lines for the SVIP were definitely not as long as the VIP lines were, 
and the VIP lines were not as definitely not as long as the general admission lines. And I would never purchase a general admission ticket if I'm traveling from California and I really want to get the most out of the BravoCon experience. I don't know if this is how they're going to do it next year, but they should definitely put a cap on. And I think they did. I think it was sold out. Um, not the general admission, but I, I think they should put a cap on the general admission it, it, because I, I feel like a lot of people who got G- GA probably didn't get to do half of the things that they even wanted to do. Personally, for me, I would say the most expensive part of my trip was the hotel. However, I did have um, my sister who knows nothing about Bravo. <laughs> she flew along with me. Actually, she flew in from where she lives in Colorado. And um, we kind of met up and split hotel costs. Otherwise, I probably would have paid around a grand just for the hotel for three nights, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. But I guess for New York, that's not bad. I'm sure it's probably more expensive different times of the year. Um, And I mean, I imagine that it was going to be expensive only because I was staying about a 10 minute walk from the convention center, which was very convenient, by the way. Um, but you know, it wasn't like the nicest hotel. It was a double tree, which I, you know, I knew I could expect some level of comfort from going to a chain, um, as opposed to maybe like a mom and pop type run business. I don't even know what, what kind of hotels they're like there, but obviously I think I am kind of a creature of habit when it comes to traveling. I try to travel within places that I know. So not been to New York, I kind of decided to pick, you know, a well-known hotel like the double tree. And it wasn't it wasn't horrible. I mean, the rooms were the rooms were really small, and that's probably just a New York thing. But um, with you know, I ended up splitting it with her, so I, it wasn't a huge expense. But I would say if you are going to be traveling alone, um, definitely consider your hotel pricing way in advance um, because you might be able to save some money on that. Not sure because every time I looked, the prices were just going higher and higher and higher. So um, that was definitely a major factor into my trip, and one of the reasons why I invited my sister along to New York with me to split hotel costs. Um, so definitely bring a friend if you, if you know for sure you want to go, because I think it's great that you can split hotel costs with somebody and not have to worry about that large expense. So I arrived on Friday. I've never been to New York before. It took me about an hour and 30 minutes to drive from the airport to Manhattan or get dropped off basically. And I went into BravoCon around 9 30, 10, I would say, Um, The convention had been open for a half hour. And I would say when I first walked in, I was, um, first of all, I mean, it's kind of like walking in the gates of Disneyland if you've never been. It's kind of like this ethereal um, experience. I mean, me being a Bravo fan, uh, like like you all, um, it was really, it was really incredible to walk into this huge convention center and see all these booths and stages and everything. You just walk in and you're you're enwrapped in, um, is that a word, enwrapped? I don't even know. Um, and you're just, you're surrounded by people who are who are like you, who, who watch all the same shows as you, who like the same housewives as you, who may not like the same housewives as you, but you all have a shared love of Bravo. And I can't even really describe the feeling I got when I got there because, you know, it's, it's, it was more than excitement. It was, it was, It was overwhelming. I will tell you guys this. It was probably one of the most overwhelming experiences of my entire life. Not, not, that's not an understatement. Um, But, but just initially walking in there um, and I was traveling solo, so I didn't really have anybody to share this experience with initially, but um, walking in there, there was a feeling of, of comfort and it was like, I wasn't alone, if that makes sense. Um, And I, and I'm totally fine with being solo. Like I actually loved going solo. I thought it was a great experience to do that because I wasn't relying on, um, or I didn't have to really ask anybody for anything. You know, I didn't have to rely on anybody for anything. And, um, it was just really great to be able to do what I wanted to do, but also feel like I belonged and I wasn't alone, if that makes sense. So there was a total of three stages. We had the on display stage, which was like a medium sized stage. We had the don't be tardy stage, which was the largest stage. Uh, in the convention center. And then we had the Feeling Giovanni stage, which was large, but very intimate also. My favorite stage was actually the Feeling Giovanni stage. I thought that the seating was mapped out perfectly, especially for the VIP folks. We had, you know, the two right, left and right sections, and then the middle section was for SVIP and press. Um, I, I think that, and General Admission was in the back, 
but you could still have a clear view of the stage. There was nothing in your way, no obstructions. So that was my favorite stage. And I tried to go to as many panels as I could at that stage, just because I knew I could get a good seat and really get the most out of my experience. The other stages, I'll, I'll admit, I never went to the on display stage, which was, excuse me, the medium sized stage. I did go to the Don't Be Tardy stage quite frequently, only because there was big panels there. We had the Beverly Hills panel there. We had the OC panel there. We had the Southern Charm panel there. So I did go there a few times, and I believe the Ask Andy panel was there, but I did not attend that one. Um, that was my least favorite stage um, out of, well, I mean, I only went to the two, but I, I truthfully like was avoiding that stage as much as I could. But um, some of the panels that I wanted to go to were located at that stage. And the reason that I disliked it was as VIPs, we were sat, you know, left and right of the stage. And unfortunately, there was these large, and when I say large, I mean completely like obstructed, like you could not see the stage at all. Um, there was these large pillars just blocking our entire view. So essentially, we're watching on a screen. Um, which, you know, is, is not horrible. Like I was still in the room for those panels. I was still able to, to see what I wanted to see and hear what I wanted to hear, but it was a little disappointing that I couldn't see the stage. And I believe that I paid, you know, I mean, I know the SVIP paid more, but I, I, I believe that, you know, for any elevated experience where we pay more for something, I definitely think I would have expected more in that area. And I, I'm sure Bravo was going to take this thing into consideration and, and definitely like, plan this out better next time. I'm sure if they send out a feedback, I'm sure I'm not the only one who thought this. So I'm just sharing this with you guys because um, it did put a little damper in my plans a little bit because I just, I didn't want to go to that stage. And a lot of the big panels were at that stage. And so I did avoid a lot of panels that were there, but I could not miss Beverly Hills and I couldn't miss the OC panel. Um, and Southern Charm, I went for a little bit and then I ended up leaving just because I literally couldn't see the stage and it was frustrating me. So I decided to leave. <laughs> So first day, like I said, super overwhelming. I, I um, downloaded the BravoCon app beforehand and I kind of went through and put on, uh, they had a section on the BravoCon app where you could plan out your schedule. So I was kind of looking through the panels, looking through the meet and greets and seeing who I wanted to meet, what panels I wanted to go to. And they were all spaced out pretty nice, I thought, uh, until I got there and I saw the lines and my entire plan that I had on my phone just completely went to shit. I had no idea what I was going to do. And I was truthfully, I was really overwhelmed. And the first day was, was fun in a sense, but it also was not the most fun that I had, um, during the trip. So it's, it, I want to say that it started off a little rocky, but, um, but it definitely got better as the day progressed because I started to figure out, okay, so I really need to just sit down, look at my phone and see what it is that I really want to do and who I really want to meet because I won't be able to, I, I won't get to do everything that I wanted to do. So essentially, I, I had planned out which photo ops I was going to go to, which panels I was going to go to. Um, and like I said, some of the stages were nice, some of them were not. And so I decided to stick with the stage that I liked most for the rest of my trip once I figured this out on Friday. Also, a major realization for me was the photo ops. I was not expecting there to be, you know, as long of lines as there were. I, I don't really know what I was thinking. I just, you know, I would say, oh, Kathy Hilton is doing a photo op from 5 to 5.30. Cool, I'm going to go there at 5 and, you know, expect to have, uh, you know, a, a picture with her. And, you know, I show up um, for a meet and greet that I had earlier or a photo op that I had planned for earlier in the day and I saw how long the line was and it, this was for Teresa, actually. So I did not get to meet Teresa, unfortunately, because um, her photo op was at the beginning of the day when I really just had no idea what, you know, uh, like what the photo ops were about. And I got there and I saw how long the line was and it was completely disorganized. There was no clear section for where VIP was supposed to go, for GA was supposed to go, and where SVIP was supposed to go. And you asked people around you and they were very kind, but they honestly had no idea either. They were just waiting in the line because they thought that they were going to get to take a picture with her. And the photo ops with all the Bravo celebrities were either 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or maybe sometimes an hour. Mostly I would say it was about 45 minutes. And so once I figured this out and I saw how long the lines were, I was like, oh shit, there's no way I'm going to meet any of these people, like if I don't plan this out right. And so um, I knew for sure I wanted to take a picture with Kathy and I, would, I wanted to meet her and her meet and greet or photo op was at five o'clock. And so I went to the line around 345-ish and I lined up and I was, you know, halfway through the line. And as time started to progress, 
the line was, I would say probably if y'all have ever been to Disneyland or anything, it's probably like when they, when they tell you that the line's going to be like two hours long, that's probably what it looked like. And I'm not exaggerating. And that was for the general admission. Our line was, I mean, it, it went for at least a mile down the convention center. And this is a huge convention center, by the way. So I, I was able to get my picture with her. I was like probably the third or fourth to last person to even get the picture with her, which I thought was pretty great. And as far as, you know, the panels, as long as I got there within a certain amount of time, like if it was a super popular panel um, that was like a single cast, like Beverly Hills, for example, if I got there early, I would get a pretty good seat. Um, I, I, I was, I did get to Beverly Hills a little later. However, I did get in there. And, um, I just want to say, if you haven't been keeping up with social media, um, the Beverly Hills panel was on Friday and, um, Bravo didn't really know what they were doing on Friday. And I don't think they were expecting to have as many people as they did, but at the same time, I know that they know how many tickets they sold. So they should have really planned this better. Um, there was a major stampede in the general admission section as soon as the Beverly Hills panel was starting to let in the people to find seats. And people were, I, I think it's called bum rushing. Um, they were bum rushing to get a seat and the sections weren't really clearly marked. So I had people that were sitting next to me that were general admission that had stayed from the previous panel and didn't get up and they moved up to a VIP seat and hoping to, to you know, to save that seat Bravo ended up fixing this later where everybody had to, you know, once they learned what people were doing, they had to enforce a new rule, which was you had to exit a panel after every panel and you could not save seats essentially. And, um, you know, I was, I was by myself, so I was never really concerned about finding a seat because there was always usually at least one or two in each row that were kind of stray seats. And so I was able to find seats at every panel. It was just a matter of how close I wanted to be for what panel. So I did get a seat for Beverly Hills. Um, people were fighting, people were throwing each other. They were like, oh, it was, it was kind of scary. And for someone like me who has a little bit of a crowd anxiety, it was tough. But once I found my seat, I sat in it and I did not get up. And, um, I would say the highlight of Friday, um, was the Beverly Hills panel. Uh, besides, uh, well, I, I don't know if, I don't know if I should say highlight because Brad Goreski was the moderator. And to be honest, the questions that were asked, I don't know if, I, I'm sure he's not the one who came up with them. I'm sure it was producers, but the the questions that were asked were not really questions that I would have asked, or it wasn't, I don't know, they, they weren't really exciting. It was questions like, how do you guys plan your reunion dresses, or who pays for what, or what, it wasn't like exciting questions. And um, I, I would have wanted to know a little bit more about what's going on in the show, and the drama behind scenes. I, I would want to know more about that. I would think I would say the most exciting part of, or the most, you know, you know, the, the most dramatic part of the Beverly Hills panel was the fact that when Rinna came out, uh, she got, you know, booed by, I, I would say thousands of people. And, um, it, and it was like, I saw videos on, of it on social media after it had happened. And I was sitting in the room, you guys, and the vi the videos do not do it justice. It was the loudest booze I have ever heard in my life. And, um, and, you know, she just walked up there and she was smiling and she flipped everyone off and, and she didn't really have much of a response to the whole booing thing. Um, I did see on the press room later that she had said something about, you know, in the 30 years that she's been in the entertainment industry, she'd never been booed and she considered it an honor. Personally, I don't consider it an honor. I think it's kind of humiliating. And so... I definitely think it was interesting that that had happened. Um, and uh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on that. So Friday was very interesting in, in short. And I will say that um, I didn't even eat on Friday until dinner. And <laughs> I, I would say I probably fasted for about 12, 13 hours at that point. I, had, I hadn't eaten anything, barely drank anything. I barely filled up my water bottle. And I know you guys are going to yell at me and say, AJ, that's so bad. But you know, I mean, it was very overwhelming. I was running on adrenaline. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I was going to do. And um, I had I had gone to the food court that they had set up there, but I didn't, it wasn't really clear what food options they had, what was open. And the lines were just so long for the food. I didn't know, you know, I, I'm not a picky eater. So like I ended up just finding something like I think it was like dumplings or something, but they were not that good. 
Um, but I, I didn't really want to wait in too many food lines because I was going to miss getting a seat for a panel or getting to a line for a meet and greet. It was just, it, it, I was still kind of learning how to handle it. And so I promised myself the next day that I would do better with planning out when my mealtime was going to be, or at least grabbing something to eat while I was going to wait in the line, um, you know, for an hour or two or whatever. I was not able to score a ticket to Andy's Legends Ball, which was on Friday night. So that was kind of a bummer. I, I was, you know, kind of looking forward to the opportunity to go to that. However, um, I will get to my Watch It Happens Live experience at the end of this episode, and I will tell you that I had the time of my life. So I decided on Saturday that I was going to wear my jacket that I had specially made on Etsy for BravoCon because on um, on Friday I had noticed that, you know, people were dressed in a lot of different things. There was a lot of colors. There was a lot of sequins and glitter and all this fun stuff. But I did not see anybody wear anything with any kind of like housewives face or anything like that. So I had this bomber jacket that I had specially made on Etsy where I handpicked about 15 of my favorite Bravo Lebs or Housewives, and um, you know, if I, I I think I can name them for you. So I picked Andy, obviously, and then I picked LVP, which I know she wasn't there, but I just I love her and I wanted to put her on the jacket. I picked Kathy and Kyle from Beverly Hills. I picked Tamara and Heather from OC. I picked Kenya from Atlanta. Picked Luann and Dorinda from New York. I picked Lisa Barlow from Salt Lake City, and I also picked uh, is that it? I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Um, no, I believe that's it. I have the, I have the jacket somewhere here. I could look. Anyways, um, I, I did a handful of my favorite Bravo liberties and I, um, I had the intention to at least take a picture with those Bravo liberties or, um, you know, or even get them to sign the jacket because, so I did, I did carry a Sharpie with me. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had, you know, Teresa on the jacket as well from Jersey and, um, so I did carry a Sharpie with me in hopes that I could, you know, somehow persuade some of them to, to, you know, to get some signatures. So I got my first signature of the day on Saturday morning at a panel that I went to that had MJ from Shaw's, Karen Huger from Potomac, Tamara from OC, and someone else. I can't remember who. Oh, Whitney from Salt Lake City. So right after the panel ended, this was before the security got smart and wouldn't let people do this anymore. I kind of sped walk sped speed speed walked yeah speed walked speed walked to the front of the stage and I wasn't too far I was only in like the third row so I speed walked to the stage held up my sharpie and went straight up to Tamara and said Tamara Tamara can you please sign and she looked at me and was so happy um that you know I had her face on my jacket and she 100% came over to me she signed my jacket she took a picture with me she was so sweet and they did try to get her off the stage right after that because they saw what people were doing people were trying to get pictures with them and I thought that was really cool. And I said, okay, well, Bravo's going to get pretty smart now. And they're not going to let people do this. So I tried later in the day at the Jersey panel to get Teresa's signature. And, oh, you know, I'll just start by saying that Jersey panel was split. So we had a, a panel with um, Teresa, Jennifer, and Dolores with their men. And then there was a panel with Melissa, excuse me, Melissa, Jackie, and Margaret, um, and their men. And they were both at different times of the day and they were split up by Bravo. It had no, nothing to do with either Melissa or Teresa's decision. It was a Bravo decision. Andy clarified that, um, because it was just, it's too soon going on, uh, too soon with all the drama that had just, you know, had just happened on their season that they just finished filming. So the panel was split and I decided to go to the one with Teresa because um, I just figured that Jennifer would probably bring it a little bit more. But I did hear that Joe Gorga went off and I saw the videos online. And so it did look pretty intense at the other one as well. So anyways, I did decide to go to Teresa's panel because I have her on my jacket and I said, okay, I'm going to try. I will go up right after the panel. I will bum rush it over there, if, if you will, safely. And I will try to get her signature on the jacket. So I, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy, but I'm tall. So I was able to kind of finagle my way in there. And Dolores saw me and I said, Dolores, could you, you know, could you, could you get Teresa to sign my little thing? Cause Teresa was kind of not paying attention. And then she got Teresa's attention and Teresa was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. She saw her face on there and I was, I handed her the Sharpie and she was just about to sign it. And the security was like, no photographs, no no signatures and were total assholes. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to get that. And there was no other opportunity for me to get a picture with Teresa. So 
it was kind of a bummer that I had to forego that signature, but I, you know what? I was happy with the fact that I had gotten Tamara and I knew it was a long shot to get Teresa again, judging by how, how the security was. So I decided to leave it at that and just not expect much. You know, I went in not expecting much and I, I think it paid off for me in the end. Let's just say that. By the way, I wasn't wearing the jacket on Friday and so I didn't get Kathy's signature on it, but I totally think she would have um, she totally would have signed it and she, I think she would have loved it to see her face on there just because I know she loves to feel included with the rest of the group. So, um, I, you know, I, I couldn't get that and I had to forego that because there was no other photo ops that Kathy was doing, but I was lucky enough to get a picture with her and she was really sweet. So I'll circle back to the signatures in just a minute because I want to get to Saturday evening when I had my ticket for Bravo Palooza. So Bravo Palooza was kind of like a separate event within BravoCon, and it was like a separate room in the convention center, and it was an, it was essentially an add-on to the experience. And um, what it was was you're placed in a room for about an hour, maybe an hour and fifteen minutes, with I would say less than fifty people. Um, it like it wasn't too crowded in there. Maybe I was gonna say maybe like. No, it was probably like less than 50 people. No more than 50 people, I would say. And um, this was a sold out experience and there was different times every day, different time slots of every day. And essentially you're placed in a room with Bravo celebrities. You have no idea who they're going to be, who's going to come in there from from what show, from what franchise or whatever. You have no idea. And so mine was Saturday at five o'clock. And so I got there a little early and it's it's free drinks. So you can walk up to the bar and get, you know, I think there's probably like a three or four drink limit. So I had a couple glasses of wine and I just kind of mingled. And like I said, I was not upset that I was there by myself because there was so many other people there to talk to. I had run into two girls that I had met earlier in the day who were really sweet and they recognized me from my jacket and they saw that I got Tamara's signature and so we were talking about that. So the people that came into my Bravo Palooza and in no particular order, um, Leah from New York, Jill from New York, Naomi from Southern Charm, um, Captain Jason from Below Deck Down Under, the new Captain from Below Deck Adventure, premiering November 1st, the new Stu, um, her name was Arinda, or, wait, Arinda, no, Oriana, oh my gosh, she's gonna kill me, because we're, like, kind of buddies now, um, <laughs> Oriana, um, the new Stu on the new Below Deck Adventure, uh, Captain Sandy was in there, and then also it was Candace from Potomac, and Melissa Gorga, and I believe that's it. I I think I'm trying to think if there was anybody else in there. Yeah, so there wasn't that many in there or as many as I was expecting. Um, but uh, but it was fun because I, I will say I had a great experience in the Bravo Palooza just mingling and talking. Because you're really, you're getting photos, but you're also kind of up close and you're talking with them and you're interacting with them. Granted, there are like a million people around that are trying to just like obsess over them and take pictures with them. But I was actually trying to like network and like talk with them and say, hey, you know, um, my name's AJ. I run Housewives Happy Hour. It's great to meet you in person. If you ever see me on Instagram, this is my handle and whatever. Like I was actually trying to talk with them and, and meet with them. And I will say, despite everything bad or anything harsh or negative I have said about Candace from Potomac and her behavior, she was the sweetest Bravo Liberty or one of the sweetest Bravo Liberties I had met the entire weekend. She was so nice. So, so gracious. Um, her husband, Chris was there who I've also said some choice words about on this podcast, but, um, the, he was nice as well. And you know what? It really, it really brightened my day to, to meet them and, and to hear how kind they were and um, and how, you know, how grateful they were to even be there. And so that really, you know, enlightened my experience with them. And so I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to remember that for a while. And while I'm watching the show, I'm going to keep that in mind because you really can feel the genuine nature of her and her husband. And it really it really brightened it, it really brightened my perspective on them. And same same goes for Leah. I never really had a bad thing about Leah. Like I know a lot of people don't really like her. She wasn't really a well-liked housewife because she was only on for two seasons. Um, but she is going to be on the new season of Girls Trip, which I did get a preview of um, at BravoCon. And I, truth be told, she was so sweet. She was, you know, asking me questions about my life. She was complimenting me. She was, she was so sweet. I even, you know, I went up to her after I had been in the Bravo Palooza for a little bit. And I, I said, hey, like our picture came out kind of blurry. Do you mind if we take it again? And she's like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, let's go in the better lighting over here. Let's let's take it. Let's get a different angle. Like, she was just so sweet and kind. And 
I, I truthfully wasn't expecting that. And, um, and, and it just, it really, the, them too really brightened my, um, it, it helped like, you know, put it into perspective for me that these are real people, but they're also really genuine people. So I did want to get a picture with Naomi from Southern Charm because I do like Southern Charm. I'm not like a huge Naomi fan, but I did think it would be cool to like talk with her and get a picture with her. And um, she either was like just, well, you know, like reserved or shy. I can't imagine that any of these Bravo celebrities are shy because why would they be shy and be on television? But it's almost like she acted like she was shy and um, it kind of threw me off and it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Another person in the Bravo Palooza that I was not expecting them to be, you know, as standoffish as they were was Captain Sandy. Um, I did get my picture with her, but I was not expecting her to be, excuse me, oh, I keep burping, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting her to be as standoffish as she was, and um, it kind of, it kind of irked me out a little bit. Like, I, I, I really, I've enjoyed watching her on Below Deck Med, but it kind of bummed me out that she was not as friendly as I had thought she was. And so, I don't know. Yeah. I will say I spent a good amount of the time in the Bravo Palooza talking with the new people from Below Deck, the new captain and the new stew. And they were just the nicest people that I had ever met. I mean, throughout the entire weekend, the new captain was, you know, just great to meet. I mean, like I walked up to him, I shook his hand. We were talking about his experience as a captain, where he's been, what's it like to be filming, you know, this show? What's it like to be a part of this family now? Um, and he was just so friendly and gracious and very, you know, he, he was just so grateful to be there and to be surrounded by, you know, all these great Bravo fans. And he was just, you know, I welcomed him into the family because it's like being welcomed into a family. Um, and another person I talked to was Oriana, the new stew on the show. And she is the sweetest gem I have ever, you know, I, I met through Bravo. And I think, you know, I can, you know, call her a, a like an acquaintance now. I think she was really sweet uh, she followed me on Instagram, which I thought was really sweet. I let her borrow my phone charger, so we're basically connected now. And I'm just kidding. Um, she was talking to me for a little bit about where she grew up, and um, and then she asked me about where I grew up, and it was just it was a great conversation to have with, you know, the you know this this new Bravo celebrity that we're going to hopefully fall in love with. She said, "I hope you know, talk to me after you watch the show and let me know what you think." And I definitely will because I am honest. But it was um, hands down one of the best experiences I had at BravoCon during the Bravo Palooza, and I didn't even tell you guys the best part. Um, <laughs> so Melissa Gorga from Jersey was there, and also Jill Zarin from New York, and I'll start by saying that when I met Jill Zarin, she pointed out the fact that I did not have her face on my jacket, and she kind of didn't get let me get a word in edgewise, which was <laughs> not really, I, I, I didn't really, you know, like, it, I, it was kind of expected. Um, I will say, uh, that everything that Dorinda says about her being a thirsty housewife, or I'm sorry, not Dorinda, um, Tamra, everything Tamra says about her being a thirsty housewife is definitely the vibe I got from her. She was obsessed with talking about how she needs to be back on the show the entire time I was talking to her and, um, and, you know, good for her for going for it. I think she would be, you know, great on the Roni legacy show because let's just, I mean, she's not afraid to say what she thinks. I just, I worry that she's a little self-producing which could, you know, be an issue. So, um, but my experience with her was pleasant. I will say that um, Bravo did approach me while I was in there and wanted me to walk up to, or I wouldn't say they wanted me to walk up, but they placed me with Jill and also with Melissa. So what had happened was I was kind of sitting down on the couch in there and, um, and mind you, there's cameras like everywhere in BravoCon. I mean, there's people walking around with cameras, with mics, you know, and these like big booms, boom mics, like sticks and every like this is like they were filming like everything while we were there. They were walking around filming, filming lines. You're basically walking into, you know, like they say, you're going to be filmed when you're here, just so you know. And um, so there was about four or five cameras in the Bravo Palooza. And this is not a big room. So there's cameras walking around everywhere with large boom sticks, you know, I mean, and, and like lights, like they had these huge lights that were like stadium lights you know, to me at least. And I, you know, I didn't think anything of it. Um, a lot of the pictures that I have in this room, you can see in the background, there's a lot of cameras with me. So I, I didn't really think much of this. Um, and Bravo, you know, kept 
you know, they, they, they kept putting these signs everywhere that said, you know, you're walking into a room where you may be filmed. And that was pretty much everywhere. So I was not really expecting this, but, and I didn't pay attention to it as much, but, um, there was a few producers that approached me in the room that said, uh, we, we want to get you in with Jill and we want to get, you know, you guys on camera. And so I was like, oh, sure, you know, whatever. And so I get up and I sign the release. Uh, they make you fill out this little contract thingy. And I make my way over to Jill. They weren't really filming anything in particular with, with Jill. They were just, they wanted to film uh, my, you know, my conversation with her or just like me conversing with her. And also just like, uh, I think they just wanted the interaction filmed. And so I was just kind of talking with Jill and... I ended up taking a picture, like her assistant took a picture with me and her, and the same thing for Melissa. Like I sat back down and then later they came up to me again and said, we want to get you in with Melissa. And so they basically brought me over to Melissa and, and I, you know, introduced myself and they got uh, footage of me and Melissa just talking and conversing. And, um, and then I got a picture with Melissa and they filmed that as well. So everything was being filmed like that, um, for the Bravapalooza. And, um, and they were just kind of, I, I don't know, the cameras were just everywhere. So I, it, I didn't really think much of it. It's kind of weird, but you know, like I got used to it quick because we were just, we were surrounded by cameras everywhere. And so you never really knew what was, what was being filmed and what wasn't. You were just kind of, you, you became oblivious to the cameras in a sense. So with the end of Bravo Palooza was the end of my Saturday. And so with that, I only had one more day left of the convention and, um, yeah, I mean, it was already like, I, I would say my Saturday was even better than my Friday. So my Sunday was hands down the best day for me, at least, because I finally felt like I got a hold of, you know, the the, the swing of things. I felt like I knew what I was going to do during that day, what I was going to prioritize, how I was going to maneuver through the convention center, what, you know, I, I figured out what my priorities were, basically. And, um... So I started off with the Southern Charm panel, which I kind of already told you guys um, was, you know, I, I had left, excuse me, I had left early to go to a um, a, a meet and greet. And so, um, I, I again, back circling back to the signatures, I was not expecting to have any more signatures other than Tamra. Now, um, I was able to collect pretty much the rest of my signatures on Sunday, which was incredible. Um, first, I started off with Kenya. I was able to go up in her line and I... You know, she was really sweet. She started crying during the meet and greet with the fans because a lot of people were just giving her so much love. And, you know, I think she was receiving it really well. And so, you know, I, it was my turn and I got up to the line and I kind of sneakily shoved the, um, the um, what do you call it, my Sharpie to her. And I said, do you think you could just sign this real quick? And she was really sweet. She's like, oh my gosh, they're going to kill me. But yes, I'll do it. And so um, she signed it. And then we took a little, quick little picture and so then I had Tamara and Kenya, which I was really excited about. Um, and then Kyle uh, was was later in the day. And um, without the help of my trusted friend, Christian Gray Snow, if you guys know him, you, sh you, you know, you would know how great he is. And if you don't, you need to go follow him on Instagram because he's great. Um, he was able to help me get up to see Kyle and she was able to sign my thing. She thought it was really cool. And I was excited to even just get to take a picture with her, let alone to have her sign my jacket. I was like, wow, I've got three signatures now. This is just great. And um, so I wasn't expect expecting that. Now, Dorinda, I was able to see later in um, in the Bravo Bazaar. And the Bravo Bazaar was essentially all these booths that were lined up that some were Bravo celebrities that were selling their products and some were just, you know, marketing companies that were selling products that weren't related to Housewives. And Dorinda had a booth there for her, her Bluestone Manor bourbon which i did purchase and it's going to be shipping to uh my home um <laughs> i've never had bourbon in my life but i tried a sip of it when i was there and i was like damn that's pretty good so um so i did purchase a bottle and i'm gonna keep that as a memento but um i was able to take a picture with her and she actually wanted to do a boomerang with me which was kind of cool because she saw my jacket and she was like now that is a jacket and she was like we got to do a boomerang so she handed her phone to um, her assistant and they did a boomerang and then they were able to airdrop it to me. And so I have the boomerang on my phone, but we did a boomerang, we did a picture, um, and she signed my jacket and she was so friendly. Um, you know, again, she was one of the friendliest people I met during that weekend. Um, and, um, and I will definitely remember our interaction. I think it was really sweet of her to do all that for, you know, for the jacket. So great. I have all these signatures now. I was doing great. 
Um, the day was starting to come to an end and it, it flew by really because of all the, the panels I went to the, the, I would you know, like I said, Sunday was my favorite day because of the panels and because of the meet and greets and the signatures were just making my day really. Um, so I, I, you know, before my last panel of the day, which is the OC panel, I went to, um, the ultimate girl strip panel. And I would say that was one of my favorite panels because there was a lot of, a lot of the housewives up there. There was the the girls from the season two of Ultimate Girls Trip, but then also the girls for the new season of Ultimate Girls Trip all up there at the same time. And we got to see the trailer for the new Ultimate Girls Trip, which looks phenomenal, by the way, guys. And I cannot wait for that to stream on Peacock. So right after that panel, I rushed over to the OC panel, which was all the way across at my favorite stage. I'm being sarcastic at the worst stage at BravoCon. So I was able to get a pretty good seat because I did meet some lovely ladies on Saturday that I was able to see that they were in front of me in line. And so they went in and just saved a seat for me while I was in there. And um, and again, we had a pretty good seat. I was able to see side stage, but my seat was obstructed. So I did watch mainly from the front um, screen that they had. And um, that OC panel was hands down my favorite of the whole weekend. The ladies were spilling all the tea on the upcoming season. They were not holding anything back. I was actually surprised by some of the things that they were saying because usually Tamara is pretty reserved about what, you know, she says and what goes on with filming. And she was like really diving into it. And so was Heather. Heather Dubrow was like not holding back. And um, anyways, the panel was incredible. It was moderated by Amy Phillips, um, who is, you know, hilarious in my opinion. And after the panel was over, I saw that people were kind of rushing to the edge of the stage again, like I had explained earlier. And I saw the security was there, but they weren't really stopping it. I think it was just because it was the last panel of the day or one of the last panels. And they weren't as concerned, you know, about people, you know, or about the housewife staying a little later and getting some pictures or whatever. I was able to really squeeze up there to Heather and I wasn't able to get a picture with Heather, but um, I was able, um, she, she, I was holding up, um, this folder that I had with the signed picture of Dorinda and I was holding a Sharpie and she thought I wanted her to sign that. And I was like, no, 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 my jacket, your, your, your face is on here. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, I was, I'll sign that. That's so cool. And, um, so she signed my jacket, um, and she was so friendly. Um, and yeah, it was just, it, it was all I, I, like thinking back on it now. Like I was like, wow, I got all these ladies to sign my jacket. And I just was, I wasn't expecting it. You guys, I, I, I went in there not really pushing it. I, you know, I just took my opportunity and if it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. And it, it really, it really did happen. And, um, I, I was just so, you know, I was so blown away by the whole experience of BravoCon and, um, to, to be able to get those signatures, it really, you know, kind of completed the whole experience. I will also say that I was interviewed twice on Sunday, uh, once by a, uh, I, I think she was from the Daily Mail. Um, I, I can't remember her name. Uh, I, can't, I, I just can't remember her name. It was all so quick, but she interviewed me at one of the panels. I was sitting on the edge and she came up to me with a mic and, you know, we, we um, she asked me a bunch of questions about BravoCon and all this stuff, what it meant to be there. And, um, so, you know, I, I was interviewed during that panel and then I was also interviewed again by Bravo. Um, I believe it was during the Kyle meet and greet line. Uh, there was two cameras that came up to me and, um, I was, you know, I held the BravoCon mic and they were, you know, just interviewing me about my experience at BravoCon. So, so that was really cool. I was at that point, I was used to it just because I had been, I had already been talking with Bravo about my experience and I was, I was comfortable talking with them. I knew exactly what I was going to say. And, uh, the questions were very generic. They were just, you know, like talking to me about your outfit. What's it like to be here? You know, what did you do to come here? What, you know, like, where did you travel from? So, um, it, it you know, it was a, it was a great, it, I, I feel like it was fun for me to, to be around, um, or, or to have somebody ask you like what it means to be here. I mean, it was everything to be there. Let's be honest. Um, how many people can say that they've been to the second BravoCon that they've ever done, which is the biggest one they've ever done. Um, I, I was, it, it was a privilege to be there, to be honest, even though I paid all this money, it was a privilege to get to go. Um, it was just, it was unreal. So Sunday came to a close. I was really sad because I was like, you know, I, I'm going to miss this experience. I'm going to miss all these friends that I've made. I met so many people there, you guys, like I, you know, and if you guys are listening, um, I mean, Haley, if you're listening, you're a home girl. Like we, we just, we bonded. We had like lots of fun. Joseph, if you're listening, we bonded. We had a great time. 
uh, Bravo Sluts for Life. That's our that's our new uh, group chat name. I met so many um, just really great people, and I was so I I almost like you know talking about it like it really gets me a little choked up because um, sorry I don't want to cry. Um, you know it it was it it was everything to be there, and um, I you know it it it's it, yeah. I don't want to cry too much because it's just, um, it, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I'm getting so emotional. I don't know why, but, uh, I mean, it was just, it's, it's so overwhelming to think about, you know, the past few, three days and, um, it all happened so fast and it was over so quick, but, you know, I met so many incredible people and, um, and, and just how many gracious, you know, housewives I met that were just so just nice and it, it, you know, we watched them on our TV screens all day and they were just as, they were just as excited to see us as we were excited to see them. And that really made, you know, that really warmed my heart, you know, and, and also just, you know, me traveling solo. And I think this is where I get emotional because, you know, like we, you know, I traveled solo this far. Um, and, and I have to admit, I was a little nervous and being, I'm really social. I, I, I work in a very social job. I'm a hairstylist, and so I'm I'm used to being around people. So I wasn't really nervous about going alone, but I will say like I was I was nervous about going to a new place with with new people, because um, but I wasn't I wasn't nervous about traveling alone or anything like that. But um, you know, like I I would say hands down, you know, like if I had to, if if I had to do it all over again, I would still go, you know, alone. I think I, I, the experience was great because every person that I talked to in line was just so friendly. Every person that I met during the BravoCon weekend was so friendly. And, um, I, I just, I, I have nothing but fond memories of, of all the people that I met and all the people that touched my heart just by their kind words of, of everything. I love your jacket. I love your energy. I love your spirit. Everyone was just so incredibly kind. That's, that's all I can say. So Sunday night was Watch What Happens Live. Um, BravoCon, there was five tapings of Watch What Happens Live throughout the weekend. And I was lucky enough to score a ticket for the Sunday night final taping because there was two on on Sunday. And on the previous show, they announced uh, the new Roni cast. So there was no like big announcement during the final taping of my Watch What Happens Live that I went to. However, I will get into it in just a second. It was amazing. Um, so I, I did end up going to the 10 o'clock show of Watch What Happens Live taping. And, um, and I will start by saying that it was hands down one of the most memorable experiences I, you know, will ever have in my lifetime. And I'm not being dramatic. I'm not trying to exaggerate it. It, you know, it, it was exhilarating. It was amazing. Um, I can't even put it into words really. That's how, that's how great it was. So the actual taping didn't start till 10, but I finished my dinner a little bit early around seven ish. So I decided to go and um, basically wait in in line outside on the street <laughs> um, for us to be let in at 8.55. So I got there almost two hours early and um, I had nothing else to do. So I decided to just go there and um, I had heard from previous people um, or previous, yeah, from people earlier in the day and through the throughout the weekend that if I wanted to get a pretty good seat because I was balcony, I should go there earlier. And so I decided to get there early. And of course I was the first one in line. There was nobody else there yet. People started to fill in as the night went on and, uh, we were let in around eight forty five, eight fifty five, whatever. And, um, you know, we still had about an hour to like settle into our seats, get drinks, get merchandise, whatever we wanted to do. Um, so I, I, you know, during the line, I was talking with these lovely girls um, that were around me in line. Everyone was super nice. Again, there was no, like not a mean soul there. We were all talking about Bravo and everything. And so we all get inside and we decide, um, you know, that we're all going to sit next to each other. So we sit in the front row of the second tier balcony. And I thought this was a great seat. I mean, I could see the whole stage. I could see the whole floor. I could see everything, right? So, um, you know, 9.30, 9.45 rolls around and a couple producers kind of circle and check out the audience. And, you know, there's a lovely producer, a young lady. She came over to us and said, hey, guys, so we're not expecting a sold out show tonight. So if you guys want to move down to the lower balcony, you totally can. 
and um and we we all kind of looked at each other and we said you know we're we're really happy here like we have a good seat right here in the front of the balcony we don't really want to risk going down there and not getting a good seat and then giving up this seat so we're going to just stay here um and you know and we were kind of joking and said like unless you can get us floor seats then that would be great and she said you know i can't promise anything but i will do my best and um she ended up coming back you know i would say maybe five or ten minutes before they were about to start taping and she said okay all you guys in the front row you can come with me and you know and and this is just this is what really touched me this is like this is where like i could cry but i'm, I'm gonna try i'm gonna try my best not to um because i had to collect myself just a bit ago um all the people that were in the row with me in the front row I had explained to them that I had gotten there two hours early, that I was waiting there, and that, you know, I had this jacket made, and, you know, that I got all these signatures today, and it really made my day. And um, and they, they, everybody around me, when, when the producer came back up to collect this, they said, you got to get him to the front, you got to get him to the floor, and he's got to be near the front, you know? And, um, you know, because he's been waiting here for two hours, and, you know, he has this cool jacket on, like, you have to get him to the front. And so this, this producer says, okay, I'm, I, you know you come with me, you stay right by me. I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll take care of you basically. And so she's walking us all down there. I'm like hurrying. I'm trying to stay up with this lady. And, um, first she kind of walks me around. I was going to kind of sit by, um, you know, I was going to kind of sit side stage in the front and, and the seat was taken. So then she walks me right over to the front row and there's two seats left there. One was already taken and one was empty. And so she places me I swear to God, guys, right at the dead center in the front row. And I, you know, I sit down and I look over at her and I, I literally like I could kiss her. I was so excited. And I, I, I look over at her and I said, I, I just want to thank you so much because, you know, um, and I told her this at the end of the night when I saw her, I said, I just, I want to thank you so much because you honestly, you changed my, you, you changed my whole experience here for the better. And I, you know, like you made my night basically. And she was, you know, she, it was great. You know, she was very, you know, um, she said, I'm just glad you got a great seat. I'm glad you had a great experience. And I, and I said, I, hands down, this made my whole weekend. Like this was amazing. Um, I was in the front row guys. So, um, I, you know, I posted a few pictures on my Instagram already, um, on my story and, you know, my view was incredible. Uh, if you're watching, watch what happens live, um, (laughs) I would, uh, you know, it, it, it will be on Wednesday night. Um, that was the one that I was at. I'm sitting front row with a red jacket on and a black hat. You cannot miss me. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't imagine that you would miss me because there was a bunch of cameras, you know, right near me and on me. So, <laughs> um, so watch out for that on Wednesday night after Salt Lake City. Um, I, you know, it was being there in the audience was hands down the best experience of the whole weekend. And I could just, I could say that a hundred times till I'm blue in the face. Um, my favorite part about it was just not only being there with like the housewives, because there was about, I would say there was about 25 of them on the stage at the same time, all from different franchises. And you'll see when you watch it. Um, but just seeing them interact with each other and then also being in the audience, like reacting live, cheering, like screaming till you're losing your voice. I mean, Andy even said, you know, that we were the loudest you know, or we were the best audience, you know, out of the whole weekend. Like he said, this is, we're really going out with a bang here. Like you guys are awesome. This is like the loudest audience we've had. Um, and actually I watched the legends ball and I, so far, if that's what the audience is like, I mean, we were fucking loud people. Like we were just, we were screaming at everything. So look out for that. Um, I'm sure they're going to silence it a little bit on TV, but, um, it was, it was incredible to be able to react live to what they were saying. Um, there was a lot of things that were said during the episode that I was genuinely shocked by. And I'm sure you've already seen a lot of it on social media. But um, I'm going to let you guys watch it on, you know, Wednesday night after Salt Lake City and tell me what you think. Because there was a lot of things that were said that I was shocked by. There was a lot of um, feuds going on because they did play Squash That Beef. They did, you know, um, they did a new game called On The Spot, uh, which was really fun. I, I, you know, like I said, I could say it till I'm blue in the face, hands down the best experience that I ever had. Uh, but, um, <laughs> the highlight of the night, um, and I have a big smile on my face, but you can't see me right now during the commercial break because I was in the front 
Andy's looking down at the front row. And I kind of point because right up my lapel was his face. That was where his face was on my jacket. And so I kind of pointed to it and I showed him and I said, Andy, look, you know, like I have your face on my jacket. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I, and I held up my Sharpie and I said, do you think you like, would you sign it? You know, like kind of holding it up. And he said, oh, like he was like, fuck yeah, I'll sign that. That's so cool. And so he walks over and I have a picture that, you know, the lovely lady who was sitting next to me took of, of Andy Cohen signing my jacket. And, um, and you know, guys like that really, that completed, I, I, all I can say is that I was not expecting that at all. I mean, I knew I was going to, I knew like I was going to be in the front when, when she moved me to the front, but I, I wasn't, I just, like I said, I went in with no expectations. That was my motto for the whole weekend was just don't expect anything. Just, just appreciate everything. That was my motto basically. And that's what, that's what I did the whole entire weekend. I had good karma because it just, you know, it, it all came together and I got that signature and, you know, I was happy with that. And I happened to be sitting right next to Lisa Barlow's assistant and Lisa Barlow was there that night. So she, you know, he, right after the show, he said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go grab Lisa and I'll get her to sign your jacket. She came over, she signed my jacket. She took a picture with me. She hugged me. She said, I, I love your jacket. I, I think it's awesome that you have that. Thanks for coming out. And she was, she was so sweet as well. And you guys, I walked away with all these signatures that I was just, I was blown away by. And it, it really like, you know, I, I'm sitting here in my room looking at my jacket and, um, that's my takeaway from the weekend was, you know, I didn't expect any of it. And I think, um, you know, like who, you know, someone was looking out for me really. It was, it was kind of like I had like, you know, not to sound dramatic, but I feel like I had angels on my shoulder the whole weekend. Like everyone was looking out for me that whole weekend. Um, so, and, and yeah, that really, that really closes up my experience at BravoCon. I mean, I, I'm like, just, I mean, like literally like thinking about that Watch What Happens Live experience, like I'm speechless still. <laughs> so, I mean, with that guys, that's, that's my journey at BravoCon and, um, you know, my final thoughts, uh, would I go back? I definitely would. Um, I, I loved the experience. I loved, um, I loved being around people that I felt like I belonged with and, um, sounds kind of, sounds kind of sad <laughs> when I say it like that, but I really felt like I belonged there. Um, I really felt like I found, I found my calling in life, you know, cause I, I do this for fun. And I think you guys all know that started this during COVID and suddenly now I'm, I'm growing. I mean, I have, you know, I, I made it to almost 1500 followers on Instagram. I have 400 daily listeners on this podcast and, um, and I've had over 18, almost 19,000 plays on my podcast. And it's, it's truly like, you know, I, I really, I thank you guys for, for supporting me and, um, for sticking by me. Um, even if, even if I'm, you know, <laughs> even if I'm not as good as some of those other people out there, I'm doing it the way I want to do it. And I'm having fun while I'm doing it. And, um, I, you know, like I said, my final takeaway is I definitely would go back. I had the time of my life. Um, I'll never forget my experience there. I'll never forget the people that I met. And I'm honestly looking forward to going back. And as, you know, like as, as crazy and as wild of a weekend it was, I'm, I'm like, honestly, I'm like genuinely looking forward to going back. Um, and, and there was a lot of things that I think that, that BravoCon can change and fix, which um, I don't even have to get into with you guys, but... Um, I, I definitely would go back and I would love to go back with, excuse me, an SVIP ticket. I would, I would love to spend the extra money and have that much more of an elevated, excuse me, experience. However, I would go back with the VIP and, um, but I, I would also love, and this is just, this is just me spilling my heart out there with you guys. I would love to hopefully one day work, you know, work, you know, work the BravoCon event and be, you know, be on that carpet. I want to be interviewing those housewives. I think that's, that's a goal. I'm going to put that out there and I'm going to manifest it. And if y'all can manifest it for me and then say that you knew me when, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think that would be, um, I, I think that would be an ultimate dream of mine. Um, just going there this weekend and seeing, seeing everything. I, I definitely put me into perspective and, or put it into perspective for me that this is what I want to do. It's forever. I felt, you know, as, I'll say it again. I, I felt like I belonged there. And so that's, that's all I can say really. 
So with that all being said, I will leave it at that. And um, please stay tuned for the regularly scheduled podcast episodes of The Ultimate Breakdown that will be coming soon this week, hopefully, if I can get my shit together after that crazy weekend that I have had. Um, and, um, and I just, you know, like I said it earlier, but thank you guys so much again for supporting me and for sticking by me. And I hope you enjoyed hearing about my BravoCon experience. And I hope it wasn't too overwhelming for you to live, live it all through, through me. Um, but, um, but yes, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening and supporting me. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I promise I will try to keep you guys entertained and in the scoop with everything going on. And, um, and yeah, I think that's all I would like to say. And I will end it there. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.